Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. Finally, getting back into the thick of things. Thank you very much for joining me. And if you just stumbled across this, thank you very much for joining me for the first time. Uh, this is how it all works. Most people know this, but I'll remind you just in case you don't. Uh, well, obviously, we've done a few episodes this week, which I know, you know, went up on the feed all at once, but I'm still getting back into the to the routine you know, if you know you know if you don't know don't even worry about it and one of the, and part of that routine is we definitely get patrons on uh, the podcast and the show because it's just good to talk to to people about wrestling you get different opinions you get different thoughts you can do that as well should you so wish head on over to patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 and you'll see a ton of options there a ton of rewards one of which is coming on check it out if you want if you don't don't worry about it uh, and today it's a man we've had on before a man that uh, always has interesting opinions. It's my man, Rafael. Rafael, how are you doing today? You right? Yep, doing great. How about you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, dude. I'm good. You know, I, I'll apologize to Rafael. I'll do this on a lot of the Patreon podcasts, but he is one of the very kind people that was uh, very patient with me <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I couldn't get these done. So thank you very much for that, my friend. I appreciate it. Um, let's turn the clock back a little bit because we were meant to chat a few weeks ago because you were lucky enough to head over to SummerSlam. Uh, which meant you saw the the debut of The Fiend live. And, you know, The Fiend right now, you know, as we've said on the show a couple of days ago, has utterly dominated WWE. And given his position in Hell in a Cell, it sounds like he's going to be doing that for a while. Just run me through it, man. Run me through the event. Again, I know it's back in August, but I still think it's a, it's a seminal moment for many people because it was a big question beforehand, how they're going to present this character, how is it going to react with the crowd? And clearly now we can look back and go, well, it did pretty well because everyone's going crazy about him. Yeah, I was... It was like absolutely crazy. Like I, I don't even know how to explain it. it. Was like the whole night. I think everybody was just uh, waiting for that. Uh, they did it as the second last match, uh, right before the the Universal Title match. But everybody like around me, uh, everybody was just anticipating. And then when Finn Balor came out and the lights just turned off, it was it was absolutely crazy. I do think uh, when I watched it back. It's a way better uh, like presentation on TV just because how their like camera work is and all of that. But being in the arena, it was especially for his first time uh, doing his entrance and new music, uh, everything with the lantern. It, it was absolutely crazy. So do you, do you think, I'm not going to say it worked better on TV. I mean, how was it live? So you watch it on TV afterwards, but how was it when you were like, were you there? When it's coming out, did you sort of... You know, did he get a buzz? Did you feel... It, yeah, no, you... Like, I'm saying, like, the the presentation-wise, because when you're looking, um, like, at a live crowd, you obviously you, you just see him walking to the ring from the ramp. But when they were doing it on film, they were, like, using different camera angles. You couldn't really see where he was mm. walking, where he is. And then even after the match, uh, like, us in the crowd, we could uh, see him, like like, basically sprint to the top of the ramp before he when the lights were off and then he looks back and then it's just his face uh obviously that looks better on camera but uh in the arena it was it was weird because before he came out like i said everybody was just anticipating it and it was uh like he got a huge pop and everybody was saying to let him in or let me in whatever it said on the crowd like uh, i mean on the 
on the screen, everybody was repeating it. But during the match, it was it was so different than any other match like that I've ever seen live. It was quiet, but it, it was quiet in a good way. It was just like people are just like paying so much attention to it. They don't really know how to react. There was this uh, Yowie Wowie chant, which was which was great during the match. <laughs> but for the duration of the match, it was just like everybody was so focused on it. And even like there was no like this is awesome chance or like and it was a pretty good crowd too but you could see like after after the match had finished and you just saw Finn Balor like laying in the ring then everybody just ch- uh, started chanting that was awesome like what just happened because it was like such a big moment that everybody would just focus on it and like there's I haven't seen the Undertaker live and obviously that's my favorite <laughs> of all dream, time man, yeah. but yeah but uh from every I, I've been to like like six or seven live shows uh WWE and obviously the, I've been to one AEW show like it's completely different than anything I've ever seen and it was like being in the crowd was amazing but I would say like in the like if you're going to like after months and months if it's better to just watch it on TV cuz they're like everybody knows WWE's like presentation and their video packages and everything they do in that is just like absolutely amazing. What did you think of the Bray Wyatt head for a lantern? Because that seemed to cause some controversy. And I know he's been coming out of house shows with his normal lantern. And now there is some worry that maybe, you know, sponsor pressure, whatever, has made WWE reconsider that. I, you know, I thought that was the best part of the whole of the whole presentation, like you say. And I think if we take that away, especially with the fact that AEW is going to be TV fourteen, which means you know you get a bit more adult content, I think that would be really, really. I think it would just suck. Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing. When I when I saw him coming to the ring, all I saw was just a lantern in his hand. I couldn't really see what it was. Okay. But right, yeah. obviously, I just like went on Twitter uh, like right after the match, and I saw it, and it was it was absolutely crazy. And I think SummerSlam was actually TV 14. And there yeah, was, was, yeah, there was right, no yeah. blood. There was no, like, like, there was no, like, other content. I think it was just, like, specifically it might have been for that. Because if you look throughout the thing, there was there was nothing that's any different than a regular WWE show. So, personally, I think they should keep it. And I think Bray did have a tweet a couple months, like, uh, or, like, a month back when he said that nothing is changing and you guys are just like overreacting or whatever um and the thing is i don't know if like it's a house show right so i don't think it really like they really care that much like i don't think it's that special like a regular lantern is fine i feel like on sunday we'll actually when he makes another entrance then then we'll definitely like then we'll actually know what do you want the, what do we do with him at some uh, at hell in a cell Given because I mean I I haven't seen anybody say they want Seth Rollins to win. I haven't seen anybody saying they want you know basically everyone is saying they want Wyatt to walk away with the Universal Title. But there is this feeling in the air that potentially that's not going to happen, especially because now they've introduced Braun Strowman in proceedings. Right, that's a that's an easy out should you wish to wish to take that, and that worries me because you know the combination of, of doing that and you know with everything else is going on, especially next week, I think it's really gonna. It's really going to sort of upset a few people that want to buy into this, but don't know, you know, they're worried about trusting WWE in case it doesn't happen. But give me your take on it, man. You certainly sound up on the character like most people are. You know, do you care if Seth Rollins lose? Do you care if he win, I guess, is a more important way to take it? Because I think he has to. I 
I think like a hundred percent, like there's no discussion. It can't be a screwy finish. It can't be anything like Bray Wyatt has to win. Like it's because of his character, like how it is now. But even if you base it on his like previous character, it was the guy who did all the amazing promos, talked all the all the trash, and then he just lost the match. So it's just gonna be like, oh, it's the same. It's a different character. It's amazing, but it's the same old Bray Wyatt. They're just gonna make him lose again. And I feel like, especially since it's the it's his first big match because the Finn Balor match, yeah, it was a big match, but every news gonna be basically a squash match, right? So. I feel like he can't lose this. Now, the other two factors, I don't think this is going to happen, but if they wanted an out and didn't want him to get the title right away, they could make a quick switch on Raw, which I doubt is going to happen, but it would be like a huge moment, right, on this on the season premiere, like even though it's a weekly thing, it's really stupid that it's a season premiere, but a season premiere show, uh, Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio, if they somehow have Rey Mysterio win, it's going to be a big moment for them. It'll hype up some like uh, like WWE, so people are going to tune in on Fox and then tune in uh, Hell in a Cell. And then you can still have Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, and The Fiend can win, but he doesn't have to get the title right away. I see what you mean. I just I can't in a million years see WWE putting the title on Rey Mysterio. And I've yeah, got nothing I, against it, but just the way that they... <laughs> You know the way that they they approach things that would that would be one of the most shocking things in years to me. You know, yeah, it it, it would be really shocking. I like I I just think that that would be a better out oh, than yeah. having a screwy finish because even if you think about last year, the main event of Hell in a Cell was Braun Strowman and uh, uh, Roman Reigns, and that was Brock Lesnar came and broke the cage door, <laughs> and it was it, it was. How do you how do you have a hell in a cell match and then it just ends like there was no finish like hell in a cells no disqualification no anything like how do you end and the referee didn't even do like a ten count when they were on the floor like you were just like these guys are dead and we're just ending the match oh my gosh they it did was, I forgot about that it did suck and that was uh, that was hell in a cell that was a main event that was for the universal title that's exactly what this is yeah so and this is so, and this is different <laughs> as well because you know with those two guys and Brock. They were kind. Of, they were already in the position. I mean, they're they're pretty much all in the exact same position they were a year ago, right? Whereas the cool yeah. thing about the fiend and Bray Wyatt is he is on an upward trend. You know, he has managed to gather this interest organically. Because let's not forget when we started debuting these Firefly Funhouse episodes back in April, I was one of them. I was like, "What the flip is this?" You know, I was I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't against it, but you were still like, "What are we doing? What has happened? Who let Bray Wyatt do this?" As it turned out, he's a genius and he knows exactly what he was doing. But this has to be the full stop. You know, this has to be underlining, hey, look, we've heard your reactions. We've seen how you feel about him. And that we're going to go, and this is my big thing, we're going to go in with him as well. As much as you want us to, we're going to do it. And I think that is really the, um, the key to all of this. Because if they don't, I, I, know, I already know because there's people that have told me, sort of fringe fans that maybe have developed more of an interest in WWE because of the Fiend, if he doesn't then get the payoff that a Seth Rollins, a Roman Reigns, a Brock Lesnar, whoever would, they're going to go, it's the same old, same old. I bought into this stuff and I didn't get the payoff that I wanted. Especially because right now, I don't think Seth Rollins is all that. Not necessarily his fault, but his character has been more interesting in the past. I think we've just got to a natural lull that happens with anybody at some point. So, you know, to not actually look at your product and realize in which direction you need to head, 
to me, I would be confused, like I say, as a fan. I'd be like, why didn't you do it? What were you trying to achieve? And especially now when you brought that up, we can't just keep repeating the same stuff year in. Well, we can, but we shouldn't be. We should be trying to come up with new and exciting things that make the product and make WWE feel like it's evolving. And that's doubly more important because of everything going down next week. SmackDown moves, NXT, AEW, you know, you know, you know the score. And that's why, you know, I totally agree with you. I don't think, I think it's the only thing we can do. And if we don't, I think we've gone nuts. Yeah, and uh, what you brought up earlier about the Braun Strowman thing, I think it would be smart of them to use that as a way to write him off for like oh, oh, like two weeks. I would say he had that match with Rollins at Clash of Champions, which was I thought it was a pretty good match. Like, people, I don't think the crowd like loved it, but I was like, what are you gonna do? Seth Rollins just be Brock Lesnar. He's not gonna just drop the title right away. And Braun Strowman ha- does have some limitations, and for his match, it was a pretty good match. Uh, and then he has the match on Raw again, and then obviously the Fiend attacks him, and it was a pretty good job. With even though he did the Manimal Claw, he still got up, and then he did it again, showing that he's still a monster. Uh, I do think he for Braun Strowman. He has to go to SmackDown now. Like, honestly, this should be a way where he's done for the next two weeks until the draft, and then he goes to SmackDown and is a monster over there. Just because if you have Braun Strowman still on Raw, it's going to be the same old thing. I think I saw this thing. He's like 0-5 or 0-6 or something like that for the Universal title. He always, they build him up amazing, and then he just goes to the title, and then something happens and he loses. Maybe if you... Switch him over to SmackDown. After a couple months, he can be the person that eventually beats Brock Lesnar. And then you can finally have that a proper match. And then he can finally beat him. Because I don't know what they're going to do with SmackDown. But unless you put like Roman Reigns or something against Brock Lesnar. Because I do think he's going to beat Kofi. Uh, Braun Strowman would be another good guy to eventually do that. You mentioned Kofi. Let's talk about that. What do you what do you envision them doing on that first episode of SmackDown? Brock Lesnar versus Kofi. Do you agree yeah, so, that Brock Lesnar is just going to kill him and that'll be that? I, honestly, uh, I think I said this last time I I was on with you, which was a while back. I think I, like right before the no, right after the the Saudi Arabia show, and I, yeah, after he faced Dolph Ziggler, and I did say that. I don't really love Kofi as a champion. And based on his reign, I don't think it was an amazing reign. No, I agree. I, I, do th- I, I think it did. Like, everybody would agree that it peaked at WrestleMania when he won the title against Daniel Bryan. If he had, if Daniel Bryan didn't have that, like, injury scare or whatever he had, maybe he would have had some uh, another match with him. And obviously, Daniel Bryan's great at building feuds. Uh, but, I, I, like, I really didn't like his reign. Uh the Samoa Joe stuff was okay, but we always knew Samoa Joe wasn't going to win. Same with Ziggler. Uh, same with Kevin Owens. And then Randy Orton was like the first guy who we who we were like, he, he might actually win. And then they just ruined it at SummerSlam with a no finish. And then like a pretty boring match at Clash of Champions. So honestly, I do think Brock Lesnar should beat him. I don't know if they want to... They might go this way of saying that Brock Lesnar like catches him off guard and like beats him pretty quick. Um, might be a way to, even if you do it at like the beginning of the show or something like that, to get people tuned in. 
and then Kofi might be able to say like, oh, I wasn't like prepared or something like that. And then you might have a, a rematch at Hell in a Cell, which is obviously only two days later. You're not going to be able to build up another match, right? Like another feud. Mm. So you might have a rematch two days later. Uh, that's a little bit longer of a match. But I do think, I definitely do think Brock should win. And this is nothing against Kofi. Uh, like I... Like, I think at the Rumble last year, like, oh, I've talked to you, like, four times now or something. So, every time uh, I talk to you, it's about something something like this. So, I think I said <laughs> that Kofi, Kofi should, like, have a chance to win, like, Money in the Bank or, like, maybe even win the Rumble. Like, I think, I, like, I was thinking that he deserved it. And after all the work he did in, he did deserve it. But I just think, like, especially on Fox, when that's your A show, I, I don't think he can be your number one champion. No, I, I, especially not on Fox. Like, and people sort of yeah. get up in arms about this, but you know, Fox was so synonymous with UFC for so long, and that's a real ticker as well. Because it's much like these. I don't. Have you been paying any attention to the craziness about the AEW UK TV deals? Yeah, I have because in Canada either they don't have a. Of TV course they deal, don't. So yeah, they're really still. Yeah, exactly. Really so I mean, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that you know everyone's crapping all over the deal. Look, it's not the deal that they should have got, and it's not the best deal in the world. However, it is a deal that may actually get people that don't watch wrestling watching, and that's the thing. That's the thing, and that's Brock Lesnar. Uh, you know that that's Brock Lesnar on on Fox, right? If you are not yeah. a wrestling fan, but you hear that Brock Lesnar, oh, that UFC guy, the MMA guy, I know him, I recognize his name, he's a monster. If you know that he is going to be A, on SmackDown, B, fighting for the title and potentially winning, you're probably going to watch that show. And the reason for that is because people like you and I and most wrestling fans out there are going to watch regardless. That's what we do. We watch it, and if we like it, great. If we don't like it, well, we stay, we stay the course anyway because it's just, uh, it's, just, it's just the nature of the beast. So, you know, it's... Uh, I, I just don't, I think when you look at it from a business point of view, which I understand fans don't have to do, but when you do look at it from a business point of view, I, I don't see why you wouldn't, you wouldn't make Brock Lesnar your champion, especially because, yeah, like anything in wrestling, I feel like Kofi Kingston had a good reign, not a great reign, but it, I mean, I wanted Randy Orton to win, you know, I was all down for that. So, you know, I, I think it's just time and the best thing to do it is make a splash on that first episode of SmackDown, which has already got a lot of buzz, probably going to get a lot of people tuning in. And let's just be honest, like... I don't even think you can argue this. More people are likely to tune in the week after if Brock Lesnar is the champion as opposed to Kofi Kingston because Brock Lesnar <laughs> is a celebrity. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that, that's how I see it. Whether or not that goes down, I don't know. Uh, but I, I would put money on it. And, the late and, I, do, and I, I, I do think you could also build uh, a lot of like different matches when, when Brock Lesnar is the champion just because, especially if you move all of your bigger stars to to SmackDown. If Kofi does beat them, then, I mean, it's not going to feel like that realistic in a way. Like, if Brock Lesnar's going against Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman or something I was thinking, uh, when Bobby Lashley comes back from injury, I know he's not the most, like, enthusiastic guy, but <laughs> I'd watch a Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley match. Like that, oh, yeah. Like, that would be a pretty good match. Like, I think Brock Lesnar, if he holds the title for a while, I think, Starting off on Foxing, that's like the best way to go. No, I, I think so too. Um, we'll talk about sort of the NXT and AEW stuff as well. Where are you at at the moment with all of that? Obviously, NXT next week is going to go big to try and tie into everything that's going on with, with AEW too. I mean, I, I watched last week's show. I haven't watched this week's show in terms of NXT, and I thought, yeah, it was okay. Um, and I actually thought it was quite good last week. This week sounds a bit more uh, uh, by the numbers. But I guess, I mean, something I do want to touch upon, how... 
we, you can basically watch whatever you want in the wrestling world throughout the week now. Do you know what I mean? Like you can watch Raw, yeah. SmackDown, Impact, uh, MLW, uh, yeah, Ring of Honor, everything. Like people know it's it's a crazy amount of content. I mean, a let me know. You know, are you still pumped for AEW next month? Because I know a lot of people have actually kind of soured on the <laughs> on the on the deal because that's just what happens. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And while I am excited about all the content. I also sort of can see some people's points when they say, man, this is, gonna, this is just going to burn us out. And I kind of understand that. Like, it's a crazy amount of stuff. I, I think if anybody tries to watch all of it, which is one of the reasons, talking about what culture, people are like, oh, Miller, why aren't you doing NXT ups and downs? It's like, because you will, A, you'll get sick of me, but also <laughs> I will get sick of wrestling very, very quickly. I, you know, something's got to give. I don't think anybody can, can watch everything and not, you know, at one point be like, man, I don't want to watch wrestling anymore. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, the AEW thing is is kind of confusing. Like, honestly, I think I told you this before too that I I was mostly a WWE guy. Like, I didn't pay that much attention to New Japan or Ring of Honor. Or I was just interested in this. Like, it's something different. It's it's a different style of wrestling. Even when I went to All Out, I I I would say that I was one of like the least knowledgeable people there about all the people, like all the wrestlers. But I mean, I did enjoy it. I do think it's something completely different from WWE, which they're trying to go for. Uh, the thing with the TV stuff is it's just really weird because I do think they'll get good ratings in the U.S. because TNT is a big a big channel. It's, they're going to advertise on their basketball games, on their other shows that come on. Uh, it's good for them, but obviously WWE has the power of like when they're when they're uh adverti- when they're showing raw a wrestling show they can just advertise to the wrestling fans that two days later there's another show uh the thing the thing that really confuses me and i think some people are souring on it are all the international people uh just because like how don't you get this deal done especially when you say something that you're gonna have it like especially in the uk i think they said that it's gonna be free for uk viewers or something and it'll be live and then a couple of days, I mean, like months before or weeks before, you don't make any announcement, and then like a week before the show actually premieres, you're gonna, you're just gonna th- throw out something. Yeah. And even in, even in Canada, there's been uh, talks of a TV deal uh, and all that, but like there's nothing here. Like you guys, I don't know if the that was like in, I don't know if the fight TV thing was like international or just in the UK or whatever, but. They haven't made any announcement here. And that's that's even weirder in a way because Canada, like our we're basically in the same time zone, right? So even if you show the show live in the UK, it's probably not gonna get that many ratings because it's gonna be at like one in the morning or something. Yeah, but yeah. we're gonna be live. It's gonna be the same thing as SmackDown or Raw. It's gonna come start at like eight PM. It's gonna be eight PM here. It's gonna be like everything's gonna be the same. So I don't know. I do think some people are souring on it, but if people are still that interested, I'm pretty sure it's not that hard to find somewhere online to watch it. Right? Well, I mean, that's the other thing as well. And I, the point I was trying to make, I was talking about this on Twitter yesterday, and the point I was trying to make is it's not really about when it's on. I mean, of course it's about when it's on. And obviously, I, I'm like anybody else. I would like it day and date and live and you know, hopefully with a more uh, reasonable uh, time slot after the fact. But it's about how much you want to support it. That's the kind of um, that's the kind of the thing that that people seem to forget. If you really want AEW to do well, and you want it to get to the point where whoever is in control of it, in this case over here ITV, just watch it. 
even if you just put it on and leave the room. <laughs> but Jerry, that's that's how it's going to grow. And I find it uh, I find it a bit crazy that sometimes people are so quick to to get mad, especially because you know every the big thing over here was. Um, you know, it's so unfair that America's going to get it for free and we have to pay. If you use the Fight TV app, we have to pay, you know, $4.99. Now, for starters, $4.99 is like a pound a week. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't think you're going to miss your pound. Maybe you would. I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk on behalf of others. But also, if you live in America, you pay for TNT. It's not like it's free yeah. on television. Like, it's, 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 a, it's on cable or what? I, I don't know the, the actual terms. So, yeah, I, I, the only thing I'll say against that is, for most people, it's just much easier that it's just included in their like course, TV package or just yeah. watching. And and obviously, if you have like I think it comes on Sky in the US, uh, WWE does in the UK. Uh, that's you get all like the other you get other sporting events too. It's not just you're right. You're not just paying for WWE, right? That's true. That would be the only thing I would say. That's fair. But but yeah, I don't. I mean, if we're just talking about ratings wise, I do think in the US, I think they'll do pretty good starting off it's it's a, it's basically a complete unknown what's going to happen between nxt and and aw viewership wise because i do think i don't think the ratings have come out for like i'm pretty sure they haven't come out for yesterday but the last weeks it was a great i think it was 1.2 million much, viewers yeah, which yeah, is amazing much, yeah. which is amazing but obviously when you do your first show you get a like a boost in ratings and then there are going to be some of those people are AEW fans that were just watching NXT, right? So yeah, yeah. some of those people are going to watch AEW. So it's it's a really unknown thing. Yeah, we need to see what the crossover is going to be, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, the crossover for AEW and NXT may be the exact same fans. And then what do you do? Like, how does that work? You know, it opens up a whole, uh, a whole other kettle of fish. Um, but I am intrigued. I'm intrigued to see if people get burned out. And I'm intrigued to see, you know, kind of what wins the war. But I think the best thing about it is, is that it's just fun. I think it's fun for wrestling fans, and I think that's something that maybe we've missed over over the last, uh, maybe in the last year. Maybe you know, maybe that's being a bit extreme. I don't know, but I'm certainly intrigued to see where it's going to go. And the cool thing is, again, like I say, with fans, you don't have to. Re I mean, it's interesting to see what which each show does. But as long as you actually enjoy start to finish, that's it. That's all that matters. Like nothing else actually comes into play. If you're enjoying your wrestling, you don't really have to think about it outside of that. Um, you mentioned you went all out too. Uh, it's a funny thing all out because in the aftermath, so many people came out and said, well, you know, it, I don't think it was the best AEW show I've been to. Again, maybe the bubble has burst and all this. And I was like, man, it was just a decent show. Not everything has to be the best show you've ever seen in your life. You can just watch a, you know, a relatively uh, enjoyable pay-per-view and leave it there. But how was it live, man? I know we're going back in time again, but I do think it ties into the the general consensus about AEW at the moment. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was a it was a pretty fun thing. I, I did enjoy SummerSlam more now that might be because i knew about all the storylines and everything and yeah, that obviously sure. helps but it, it was a it was a pretty fun thing uh i'm so used to like the wwe style of wrestling that i did find it a bit weird uh i do think some of the matches have a little like are just the spot fest which some people like to argue that which the i think it was the lucha lucha bros versus the young bucks oh, it was yeah, a great it was match crazy but some of the things it was just like you're not even like you're not even like you're, he's standing right in front of you you're not even like punching <laughs> him or doing something you're just looking at him and then climbing the ladder and doing something amazing which it looks amazing but it's like i don't know some of that stuff is i don't know some of that stuff just didn't 
didn't fit with with like what I like in my wrestling. Yeah, dude, it's fine, and man. There's nothing wrong with that. And, yeah, even if I compare it to like the NXT thing last night, I don't know if you saw that Buddy Murphy tweet. Uh, oh, yeah, with the power driver, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, because they did the Canadian destroyer from the from the second rope, which is like, <laughs> and he kicked out. So it was like, I don't know if you want to get all that like. I don't know what type of wrestling you like, but that's the that's that's what's good about AEW. That's what's good about WWE right now. That whatever type of wrestling you like, you have a choice. It's not going to be that I just have to watch Randy Orton's ten minutes of <laughs> rest holds, or I have to watch ten million flips. Like you have the choice. That's what's probably yeah. the best thing. And I think as well, you know, with the uh, you know with AEW, we have to see what they're going to do when they get TV, right? Because even I know the BTE is always being the elite is always going to be a thing, but you know you have to figure when they've got TV, maybe those spot fest matches make more sense, right? I don't know because the characters will be fleshed out more. We'll know who everybody is. They won't just be having random matches. Like that's why I think TV is so important, and why I like the fact they're only having four pay per views a year. That's my that's my that's my biggest highlight of AEW is that yeah because I can't believe that next week we get Raw we get SmackDown we get AEW and everything else and then two like you said two days after that we get Hell in a Cell and I'm like geez man that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a crazy you know a, a crazy amount of, of content and I understand that WWE has their schedule and you know maybe when they put it together they weren't sure they were going to debut on Fox or whatever but still it doesn't take away from it being a, a crazy amount of stuff um, but choice is key that's the you, you hit the nail on the head choice is key and yeah. Uh- for, like I said, for me personally, like some of the uh, spot fest things weren't the best, but I get it in in two different ways. If you on on the pre-show, uh, I think it was Private Party versus uh, I'm not even sure. I think it was Best Friends. I'm not even sure. But that match, it was a spot fest, and I think that's totally fine because it's the pre-show. You're basically showing off what's gonna happen on the show, so you want you just want the best spots. You don't really want. 20 minute slow match or whatever that's that's a good thing that you want people to uh enjoy that and then buy the actual show but on the on the actual show i do think it was some of the matches were a little a little too much of the spots and uh it was funny to me though the one thing that uh they were all saying that we want like proper wrestling and some of them, some of the people on AEW did criticize like sports entertainment and like what WWE does, but that Cody versus uh, Cody versus Sean Spears match was pure sports entertainment, and it was probably it was probably like the funnest thing I watched the whole night. Which so what was that? The the Cody versus Sean Spears match. Oh right, it was yeah. basically because of everything that happened, and then Arn Anderson coming at the end. Like it was it was a sports entertainment match, but that was. But that, probably the most entertaining thing yeah, I watched that, that That's why I like it, though. That's why that's why Cody Rhodes are my favorite matches. They feel old school. They've always got a story, and they're, yeah. they're always a bit ridiculous in, in a good way. In a, in a good, that's why I totally agree with you. He is, the, he is my favorite guy in AEW right now in terms of the matches he has decided to do. And I love the Young Buck stuff and you know, everything else they've got going on. But no, absolutely. When, uh, when Cody does that stuff, I'm like, man, this is the wrestling that... It's like, it's like WWE I remember when I was a kid. Yeah, and it's just so yeah. dumb, and it's just so fun, and that's uh, you, you. You can just feel that he gets it, like he gets what the what the people want, and that's why it's he's like kind of the perfect guy. If you're looking for a for a wrestler to be at the top of a company, I think that's why he's like the like one of the most like perfect people to do that. Oh yeah, I to- I couldn't agree more, man. Like he is. 
I just like Cody Rhodes, and I know he's getting he's getting it in the in the neck right now because he made that comment about AEW's UK deal is better than WWE's deal, and <laughs> I think I think he's learned a valuable lesson there that you know until contracts are signed. Maybe don't say anything. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe wait and see because getting a TV deal, even today, is, is really, really difficult even though you know, people want more content. You never know uh, what's going to happen. So, But look, I think Cody's built up enough goodwill that we can hopefully assume it was just a one and done. He made a mistake. And let's see what happens too. Like you said, I think they're negotiating the, the Canada deal right now to the point that it may even get announced before Wednesday. I mean, it's very last minute, but at the same time, you know, it just... I don't know. It's very late. It's very late. I will yeah, say that. It no, is very late. The Canada thing is really weird because, uh, like, WWE, obviously, they... Same thing. They did the same thing with NXT. Like, they just did basically US gets it on USA and then USA and then the next day, everybody gets it on WWE Network, which is the same thing in Canada. And it's weird. There's a channel, Sportsnet, which airs all of WWE, but it's like, their schedule is so weird. They're showing, uh, they have like this pre-show of SmackDown from Sportsnet, which is just uh, Santino Morella's on it and like a few old wrestlers <laughs> and and an old and old referee. He's on it. They basically, it's not a it's not a kayfabe show. It's it's like uh they're talking about storylines and they're talking about like what's going on. Right. They go over like what's happening on Raw and like what you should expect for SmackDown. So on Friday, they basically made it like an all WWE night. Like they're showing that show and then they're showing NXT and then they're showing SmackDown. Jeez, but it's geez. still but it's still weird because it's NXT is coming on a Friday when you can just watch it on the network on, on Thursday. So it's it's just really weird what they're doing. Really, everything's really weird. And of course, the other, yeah. the other thing we should talk about as well that broke earlier, well, on the day we're recording this, it broke earlier, is that the um, sort of the new Talking Smack show for FS1's been announced. Um, it's going to have Renee Young hosting it alongside Booker T, but it also means I think it's going to air Tuesdays at 11 p.m. Eastern. I think I'm not good with American times, but yeah, obviously on FS1, so not not Fox proper. Uh, but also it does mean it's the end of Renee Young on commentary, or at least that's the rumor. That's not been confirmed by WWE. That's what some of the uh, the websites are reporting. But as of now. Uh, actually, maybe Renee Young did. I don't know. I, I'm not 100% sure it's true, but the show is definitely confirmed. What do you think about that, man? Because Renee Young's always seemed to have a hard time ever since she joined the commentary booth. I mean, you know, I, I thought she was fine. I, I didn't think she was any worse than, you know, the commentary we have in 2019, which, of course, is very stilted and marketing heavy and social heavy. But that's just, I just get used to it after a while. I doesn't mean I like it. But I certainly don't think that she was a, a detriment to it, man. But I, I, I love the fact we're getting this show. I love Talking Smack. I thought Talking Smack was a, you know, was a wonderful, um, a wonderful venture to get you more interesting in the stories and do things that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. But yeah, I mean, what do you think about that, man? And what do you think about Renee Young potentially not being on, uh, not being on commentary? Yeah, well, first of all, you, you, if it's at 11 o'clock, it's really weird. I don't know what's going on then uh, with 205 Live or whatever because oh man, tell me it, about it. <laughs> if it's if it's still a if it's SmackDown still a two hour show, then it ends at 10 o'clock, and then I I don't I don't really don't know what's going on with that. But uh, with Renee Young, I think this is like probably the best move. Uh, I I wasn't like that big of a fan of her on commentary. I didn't think she was uh, horrible. I do think the fact that she was with Corey, I, like I hated the Corey Graves, Renee Young, like that, that dynamic between those two. It was, she was going at him and then he would knock her down. Oh, and Michael awful, Cole yeah. was just aw awkwardly talking there. 
that's that's what I didn't like. I, I don't know how she would be if it was just her and Cole or something like that. I personally I prefer the two man booth way more. I don't I think the third person is basically useless. So whoever's <laughs> thrown in that whoever whoever's thrown in that third role, whether it was Booker T or or Renee Young or Byron Saxon, I think like it's really pointless. So I do think this is the best thing for her because as like a backstage interviewer or when she did talking smack like this is what she what she's like amazing at and i think even if she went on to like a different network like if she worked at like espn or nbc or something like that as like a football or basketball or something like that host i think she would be really good at it and i think this is probably the best thing for her i don't know what's going to happen with the whole commentary team obviously that rumor with michael cole going to smackdown uh but i think this is the best thing for her and Booker T's, I think he's gonna be on it too, which is he's, pretty funny. He can... He's great. <laughs> he's nuts, but he's great, right? Like you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't no, say he's, that he's, he's not entertaining, funny. right? So I'm all right with it. He says ridiculous things, but he says it was so much. You know, he believes in what he says. So yeah, if you if you if you compare it to like what it could have been with what like the pre-show is with Coachman and and Charlie Caruso yeah. and just like them, I think this is probably the best thing oh, that yeah. they did. Oh, yeah. It's called WWE Backstage as well, if anybody cares. But uh, no, I like, I like the fact that we've got, um, you know, we've got these outside programs now that will be supporting SmackDown. I think it's the best way to build an audience. You don't just, I mean, look, that's, that's why What Culture exists and all the other YouTube channels, because wrestling fans wanted content outside of just Raw SmackDown, Raw SmackDown pay-per-view, Raw, you know, they want... They want these little things. And I think Renny Young is very good at that. Like you said, I think she's really good at it in a backstage role. And I'm intrigued to see... Um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what we do. But uh, I am very excited for next week. I, 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 can't, I can't quite fathom where... Like you say, in a week's time... Not in a week's time, in a week and a couple of days' time, we're going to have a much better sort of idea of what the landscape is going to be. And not just WWE. I still can't believe there's a rival show this big. Like I've been watching and doing ups and downs, for example, for so long. The fact that we actually have another show. And I don't know, people, oh, Miller, you should ups and downs impact. You should ups and downs impact. I'd love to do ups and downs for impact. But here's the truth. People don't watch it. I'm not trying to be horrible. Yeah. I'm not trying to be horrible. But it's a business at the end of the day, YouTube. And if people aren't watching the content, you're like, well, it's, it's a waste of our time. Whereas at the moment, you know, the number one ups and downs video ever is the, I get confused. I think it was Double or Nothing when John Moxie debuted, right? That's the number one. That is the number one because that's the interest there was to the point we got a TV show. And when you look at all the metrics, you're like, well, we've got to do ups and downs for that because people really care. And, you know, as a guy that was around for WWF versus WCW because I'm an old man, you know, the fact that we've actually got here again basically 20 years later, it's kind of crazy to me. Eh? It's exciting, but it's also kind of crazy. It's crazy. And honestly, in, in my opinion, it might be even more interesting on the, on the WWE side, like what they do with, with nxt because they they already kind of stacked it with, with like that main event obviously you have that uh six-man tag uh for aw but you have an nxt title match between matt riddle and adam cole and they're gonna have limited which, commercials as well apparently just to try yeah, and get people like, to tune in yeah i mean I, I get how good all those aw guys are but that's a six-man tag and this is a, a main event for the nxt championship with with two guys who especially adam cole which who has proven that he can put on like five-star matches and, and i do think this is the one situation where wwe is gonna be like or triple h is gonna be like don't hold back there's no point of holding back because the reason i think they put nxt head-to-head was they feel like it's kind of the same brand of wrestling it's not 
the WWE, like the main roster is completely different. But if if they can put on a like an AEW style match and do it better than AEW can do it, then that's like a huge statement that NXT is going to make. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I agree with you as well. Like in terms of what a marquee match is, you know, I, I think it's going to be LAX that are teaming up with Jericho to take on the, the Golden Elite. But, you know, if you've got Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, where well, they could change the title too. Yeah. You've got to assume that more people watch that, right? But this is the thing and, we don't know. And, and and you never know because uh, the the I watched the AEW, obviously the women's matches too and the, the Battle Royal uh, before. And I I didn't think it was the best thing the on the pre-show, the Casino Battle Royal. I, I don't I just don't like that concept because there's no pop for a person that comes out and sometimes you don't even know who it is if you're in the live crowd because they're just like six people coming out at the same time or something. It's really weird watching the casino battle royal live. But uh that match uh has a potential to be good, the Nyla Rose match for the title. But in my opinion, I do feel that Shayna Baszler and um Candice LeRae is going to be the better match. And I think they they specifically put that women's match up there just to go head-to-head and show that like our women's wrestling oh, is yeah. they know that. probably the best. They know what they're because, doing. Because, yeah, it, even the, the uh, Fatal 4-Way, the uh, number one contender match, which they started NXT with last week, which it was amazing. So they're going one-on-one with that. And then you have the Street Profits Undisputed Era, which has been great every time they fought and then and then the thing with wwe is that you never know they might stick a main roster star on there and everybody's gonna have to tune in like if you if they randomly say that like seth rollins is coming up or roman reigns or even somebody smaller like like a kevin owens or something like that it pops a huge like oh let me let me let me find that let me go put that on Mm. and aw obviously Everybody, unless they have a, a huge debut or something, it's everybody knows who's there and it's not really anything unexpected is going to happen. What do you think is going to happen with Kevin Owens? Because I heard a very disturbing theory today <laughs> that was on that episode uh, on Fox with the ladder match. What we're actually going to get is Shane McMahon will win. <laughs> Kevin Owens will be fired. And then Kevin Owens will either be drafted to Raw or he'll go back to NXT. That scares me, my friend. It scares me that a lot. That scares me, but... Uh, it's it's uh, it's rumors everywhere because I just heard another rumor. To, I just heard something else today that said WWE has planned to uh, uh, Kevin Owens will win because Fox wants only real sports and they don't want these other characters well, that right. aren't wrestlers Hell, to be on dude, TV. That's a so, great shout as well. That's a really good shout, in fact. So so <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. Obviously, uh. Wh- I think the crowd was honestly at SummerSlam. It was the loudest during that match. Uh, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. Now, that was because Kevin Owens is Canadian, but it was also because everybody hated Shane McMahon with a passion. <laughs> and I I loved the finish with the when the referee wasn't looking with the low blow and then all that, but it kind of led to like he didn't win cleanly and it's going to be something more, which if they're going to... like They should have built this whole thing and ended it at SummerSlam, but... He should win now, and Shane Mc- the storyline should just be over. Uh, Kevin Owens would be great on NXT or something, but if you're factoring that in, then Shane McMahon is still on SmackDown when it's on Fox, and it's it's just really stupid. So I don't think Kevin Owens can lose because, like, if you think about it, a couple months back after Extreme Rules before SummerSlam, 
he might have been like the biggest baby face in the company and they kind of ruined what they did with him with all this like lawsuit stuff with all this i'm finding you a hundred thousand dollars and him caring so much like stone cold wouldn't have said oh my family needs this money because <laughs> like that that kind of ruined everything that was going for him because if you think about before SummerSlam, he was getting the biggest pops everybody was loving his stunners everything like that and if you want him like to push him again like as a one of your top baby faces i think doing it at this huge show uh winning the ladder match is great and it's kind of weird that we're talking about smackdown like this because in a way smackdown is this friday smackdown is bigger than hell in a cell so oh, dude. it's really weird and, apparently on. nobody has bought tickets for hell in a cell either i mean how true that is as again reports blah 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 but apparently the the ticket sales are not being good at all and I, I don't blame them as well because look at the model wwe's embrace i understand why you go with the money is but tv it's I, I was having this chat with somebody earlier today we all thought that come 2019 streaming services and on demand were going to be the thing nope tv and in fact tv <laughs> now is more important than ever because you know you pay 10 bucks and you get the WWE Network, and sometimes you just happen to randomly get a pay-per-view. But it's all about what happens on Raw. And especially now on Fox, it's all about what happens on SmackDown. So yeah, we've entered a very really, different world. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know how they're going to fit all this stuff in with in two hours with all these commercials. And I thought, like before, like a couple months ago, I thought they would have uh, been like, this is a special episode of SmackDown. We're going to bump it up to three hours or something like that. I could have handled it's, it. I could not have handled it's, it. it. It's it's really weird because uh, SmackDown, two hours with commercials, it goes to like hour and a half or something. And even if you remember SmackDown 1000, which, uh, yeah, uh, happened last year, right? SmackDown yeah. 1000, it was, pretty, it was a pretty good show. You had all the stuff with Batista, uh, Triple H, all that stuff. And then you had randomly... I don't know if you remember, but it was Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and that, that was Rey Mysterio's, uh, that was, I think that was his return. And he just beat The Miz. And then right when that match finished, Undertaker came out and he said like three words and the show just ended. Yep, 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 yep. Because yep. <laughs> they, they put so many things on the show and it was so hard for them. And I think the Batista segment went a little long, Yeah. which you can't really blame him because it was an amazing segment. But when you're on TV, that time is so important. And they had, like, nothing with the Undertaker segment. And that's what's really weird about this SmackDown with the Kofi match, the Shane match, the tag team, uh, the four horsewomen tag team match. And and then you have all these legends. Like, Undertaker's confirmed for this. And then you never know who else is going to show up. I think Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are on both shows. Too. On both shows. I yeah, don't get so it. it's... It's it's so weird. I don't know how they're gonna fit all this in. That's why when I did say that you might have a Kofi a Brock rematch and he might beat him really quick. I think I don't know how you have three twenty minute matches. You can't really do that. So one of them, <laughs> one of them is probably gonna be a squash, and you can't really have a ladder match squash. You can't really have a you can't squash one of the horsewomen because they're all in title pictures. If you think about it, <laughs> Brock might squash Kofi wow. in about three minutes <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me man the undertaker's entrance might be longer than the brock Kofi I, I would say that if, if, <laughs> if betting on such a thing was a thing i wouldn't be against betting on it i think you could be um 
I think you could be onto something. But look, if nothing else, it's going to be exciting. It all goes down next week. We will obviously talk about this as much as possible uh, when we get there. And I know there's other companies we should talk about, but there's only so much time in a day. And again, I need, I need a break sometimes from, <laughs> for, for the amount of wrestling. I'm very lucky to do what I do, as I say, but I can't watch it all. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, the, I think the one stupid thing would be if they if they found if they realize that they do have hell in a cell in a couple of days and somebody like the new day does something and then it ends in a disqualification and then they have a rematch but kofi's still the champion yes because that would all the hype for for fox smackdown would just die and everybody would just say this is the same old thing exactly that's what screwy finish and that's what we need to get away from i really think this yeah that's why i do think if they do have a rematch brock should be the champion yeah Totally agree, man. Totally, yeah, exactly. If you want to do it again, do it because Kofi's pissed, right? That's that's, yeah. that's not because we're going to change. Yeah, they change the bet on Fox. Just do it. Just do it. Everyone loves title changes on TV. I know everybody hates Brock Lesnar. Well, I don't hate Brock Lesnar. We've talked about this before. I like Brock Lesnar, so you know, deal with it. And on that, <laughs> on that note, that I've uh, I've wound up the uh, I've wound up the comments. I will run away. Basically, that's what I'm going to do. Man, Rafael, thank you so again. Thank you so much for your patience, man, and thank you for support on Patreon, and thanks for just coming on, dude. It's always a pleasure to chat to you. You've got good opinions. I appreciate them. Thanks, man. It was really fun. Oh, good. And we'll definitely get you back on now. The system is up and running again. Like I say, if you've heard this and you think, hey, I'd like to come join Simon Miller on his podcast, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Simon316 or just smash the subscribe button on YouTube. You don't want to put any money in. That's fine as well. Um, and what else can you do? You can follow me on Twitter at Simon316. Same on Instagram. And I have merch. I, should, I always forget my wrestling merch. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. I pimp Rafai. Do you got anything you want to pimp? Uh, yeah, sure. So it's uh, my Instagram and Twitter is Rafad23, R-A-F-F-A-A-D 23. And also, uh, if you guys want to check out my YouTube channel, it's R-M-E-N-T-V. And it's just like basically what I just talked about with AEW All Out, SummerSlam. It's just like coverage from that, like different vlogs. Uh, oh, dude, throwing d- things off. dude, tweet that to um, me and I'll retweet it as well. That sounds good. Send me uh, a, send That me would a be tweet. great. Yeah, yeah, that way people can find it that way too. That'd be awesome, man. Okay, that'd be great. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> oh, no, 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 dude. I'm all about sharing that love, dude. And you're, you're a good guy and you've got interesting opinions. So hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so go do that. Again, if you, if you want to just click it because it's easier, head on over to, um, to my Twitter and, and it will be and it will be on there. Um, and that's it. We'll be back next week. We'll have more to my word. Next week, we'll have about 700 episodes. <laughs> but we'll, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, enjoy wrestling. Uh, maybe get some rest before everything goes crazy. And yeah, thanks very much for listening.